Well, it's Christmas Eve once again, and here we are in this beautiful church, surrounded by friends and family. And the question I often ponder and ask in a sermon is, why are you here? What makes you come to this place on Christmas Eve? What has drawn you to Emmanuel tonight? Is it tradition? Is it because your mom made you? Is it a family obligation? Or perhaps you are looking for some kind of comfort in a world that seems so ugly and harsh. Well, for whatever reason you are here, welcome. We are so glad that you have decided to make Emmanuel part of your Christmas celebration. God is with us here at Emmanuel. Yes, you can cheer. Go ahead. Woohoo! But we have to travel back in time and think about why Mary and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem. It wasn't because they needed a baby moon before Jesus was born, a chance to get away and kick up their heels for the last few days. No, it was a, a tyrant's full power on display. Because you see, this wasn't a mere census to invite people to go back to their hometowns to be registered. It was more sinister than that. It was a despot determining how he could fill his coffers by counting the people that went through the city gates. Augustus imposed his will and attacks upon the Israelites, forcing them to travel. This is the first problem that we encounter in the life of Jesus. The world was in the grip of a ruthless leader. And second, by the time Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem, the city is teeming and heaving with people. And I know there's jokes about Jesus, or Joseph didn't make reservations, and if three women had done it, it would have been a lot better. But the bottom line is, there was no room. It didn't matter how far in advance Joseph had thought about this. For if you go to a town where you don't know anyone in the ancient world, the chances of someone taking you in as a stranger is pretty slim. So we go, they go to inn after inn after inn, begging and pleading to find room. And finally, a harried innkeeper, tired and probably a little bit fed up with all the people coming to his door, told them that there was space in a stable behind the inn. Poor and homeless, they're forced back there. 
As, as Vicar Sam Wells writes, Jesus at this point, before being born, is at his most vulnerable. And when he is born, he's placed in a manger, not exactly the cleanest place we all could think of. The baby lay surrounded by animals in filthy straw, cold, just like his parents. But moving along in this human drama, we come to the shepherds. And shepherds are considered to be unclean because they cannot get anywhere to do the ablutions that were necessary to get into the temple. So they were ritually unclean, and they can't worship with others. They are too our outcasts, just like Joseph and Mary. The angels come next and tell them to rush to Bethlehem to see the babe that is born in a manger. So they run to the manger, and after seeing the baby laying there, they cannot contain their joy. They run out into the road, whooping and laughing. This kind of joy just can't be contained. They shout their heads off at what they have seen and what they have heard. So we know this retelling of the story of Jesus' birth by Luke so well. But the common denominator in it is that they are all outcasts. People who live on the periphery of life. People who sometimes are like you and me. Don't you sometimes feel forgotten that the world has passed you by? Do you not lay in bed at night and think, what if, if only, why didn't I? This is just like all the characters in this birth story. They too have doubts and wonder what life would have been like if they hadn't been homeless or beggars or shepherds in a field. But then they also have that community when they come out of that stable laughing and whooping and just filled with utter joy. They're a part of a group. You too have that same feeling when you walk into a room and someone's face lights up because they recognize you and they're so happy to see you. And we, in turn, feel understood and cared for. And no matter how precarious life may seem, we are surrounded by those who care for us in return. What we know about this story and why we return to it year after year and why I asked at the beginning, why are you here? is we are often given fresh insight. Each time we hear this gospel story, we hear it just a little bit different because we are a little bit different. Maybe we're a lot different. And we are reminded that God is speaking to each 
and every one of us gently, quietly, and lovingly, whispering to us, come, look, and see the baby sleeping peacefully. He is here for you because you matter to me. And while all this goes on in Bethlehem, there's a caravan moving silently through the desert night. A group of magi that will soon come across the babe and they too will be in wonder and awe of what they see. But that's a story for another day. Amen.